Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, I appreciate each and every one of you praying for you on today. We're in our third week, the power of Pentecost. Man, what a powerful move we've had these last two weeks. Man, week one, the power of manifestation and demonstration. On last week, the power of revelation. When you can learn something that you are unfamiliar with, you've not been privy to, and now you get the revelation and now you really understand what the move is creating this week, the power of inspired salvation. Peter ministers a powerful message. He ministers a message where 3,000 are saved at one time. The Lord begins to add to the church as he chooses. In this moment, I really want to begin to talk about how important our ministry is to getting people saved. The power of Pentecost has everything to do with 3,000 being saved. It has everything to do with the, be, with the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. But without this moment of inspired salvation, man, we, we lose out and it's only just about 120. This move starts with 120, but then it grows beyond just the upper room. I want you to take some time, enjoy this worship moment, and then let's get right to the word today. The power of inspired salvation. The power of Pentecost. Peace. Hey, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer in Jesus' name. I used to hear Mother Hubbard, the late Virginia Mother Hubbard, we call her Mother Hubbard. She's passed on now with the Lord. And I always heard her sing this song, I'm saved by His power divine. I'm saved through His life supply. Now life is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved. I'm saved. I won't go any further. I'm reminded of those moments where she used to sing those songs at Crawford Road. and uh, She taught us how to just enter in to the presence of the Lord. And you would talk to the old saints and they would always say, I'm just glad to be saved. I'm saved, sanctified, and I'm filled with the precious Holy Ghost. Come on now, we need to get back to those moments. And we used to laugh and say, oh, come on now, you, you got something better to, 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 to say than that. And uh, I would hear my dad always talking about being saved was very important to him. At a young age, he was saved and he was reading his Bible, carrying his Bible to church and always loved the Lord. I believe that this moment of the power of Pentecost, that God is going to restore those moments back to the church He's going to restore those moments back to families and generations where our patriarchs and our matriarchs will, will be able to ring aloud those songs. I'm saved by his power divine. I'm saved through his life supply. Now life is sweet and my joy is complete. I'm saved. I, I, I hear people say all the time that um, I have lived the best life. And I've done all that I could do. And one of the greatest moments of their life, as they were saying, is when they accepted Jesus Christ into their life, accepting him as their Lord and their Savior. I, I remember those inspired moments in my life where I, I really accepted him. I, I accepted Jesus at an early age, at seven, 
but then it was uh, around the age of 27 where I really experienced true salvation, where God changed my life, inspired through a message by someone. We can see here as we talk this day and we talk today on the power of inspired salvation. Peter preaches last week on the power of revelation. He, he reveals to those onlookers and to those naysayers who, who are saying that supposedly they were drunk, you know, out of their mind, crazy, just didn't know what was going on. And Peter now reveals, but then after this message, after Peter preaches and after he begins to, 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 to stand boldly because it says that uh, he stood to stand with the eleven to clarify and to reveal and to unseal the untruths that people did not know and they didn't understand. He brought revelation, and out of this revelation was inspired salvation, Acts 2 and 37. I want to be very clear again because most people are going to say, well, Graves, are you preaching a oneness message? Or are you saying that the only way that you can be baptized uh, because of what Acts 2.38 says um, you know, repent, be baptized in Jesus' name. I'm not preaching that. I'm simply preaching the text. Uh, I'm preaching out of this text here. Um, you know, we, we do talk about the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Come on now. And so I don't want people to be confused. I don't want the Rock Church to be confused. And again, I really want to lay the groundwork. I'm not here to abolish or to speak against any other denomination, but I really want to stay here in this context that, that Peter's preaching from his experience. Peter's preaching from his, his, his journey with Jesus. And he's preaching this text here. In Acts 2.37, he starts by saying, um, Now when they heard this, they were pierced to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Now when they heard this, this was after Peter, um, verses starting at 14 through 36, he, he preaches this powerful message on the fulfillment of Jesus' ministry and why this is occurring and, and why it's needed. And they come to Peter while they're still standing there after they have said they supposedly must be drunk. Their minds are now changed. See what revelation does to you? It will change your mind when revelation is ministered under the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost, the authority, the boldness, the character, the likeness, the image of Jesus, the image of, of our Father in heaven. There was no confusion after Peter preaches. They said, now when they heard this, the revelation. Uh, they, they, they heard the revelation. They were pierced to their heart, convicted. Come on now. They, they were so convicted and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. 
And with many other words, and this is why I really want to rest right here, because here it is where inspired salvation goes beyond just the upper room. It, it goes beyond just the naysayers of those who are saying that they were supposedly drunk in the upper room and there was some confusion, really didn't know what was going on. And, and Peter says, so then, uh, so with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day there were added about 3,000 souls. We can see here how inspired salvation uh, the motivation to get people saved, and, and I know I'm probably going to get in trouble because people are now probably going to say, well, Graves, now you're talking about you can motivate people to be saved, or you can, no, 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 let, let, let me just give it to you. Peter stopped preaching, and he transformed himself into the reality of the, of, of the audience that was in front of him. He needed to win them he needed to win them to Christ. And sometimes inspired salvation will happen after you hoop, after you holler. It will really occur when people can see the real you. Come on now. Uh, when people can hear your true testimony of how dirty you were of how sinful you were, of how God reached you at a moment in your life where you were probably drugged out of your mind and you were probably high. You were probably doing some things that you had no business doing. We can see here that Peter begins to testify and exhort them to be saved from their perverse generation. He exhorts them. He encourages them. He, he's not rebuking them. He's not beating them up. He's not throwing and sending them to hell. He, he's encouraging them to come out from where they are. Come on now. He, he's encouraging them, inspired, the, the power of inspired salvation. Can I, can I give it to you right here? The, 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 the power of inspired salvation. Uh, number one, it engages their unbelief. Uh, inspired salvation, it engages unbelief. Come on now, not disbelief, but unbelief. They were unbelieving to the point that they believed in their heart that they were drunk and that they were out of their mind, and that they didn't know what they were doing, and, and something just happened, and it's going to go away. But Peter reveals to them, uh, he clarifies to them, uh, he gives them the truth of the matter of fact of what is happening, and now they are so amazed that they say, what must we do? The power of inspired salvation, uh, it engaged their faith to receive the unknown. Come on now. Uh, this was unknown to them. We, we don't see a move of God happening like this. Uh, we can see miracles, signs, and wonders happening with Jesus, but we don't see where people were coming uh, to Christ and being saved in Jesus' ministry. We, we can see that they were healed. We can see that they were delivered. 
Word. We can see that uh, the lame were made to walk. And we can see where uh, uh, Jairus' daughter is brought back to life. We can see where the woman with the issue of blood is made whole. We, we can see where the blind man can see again. We can see where they brought the paralytic man through the roof and he's now able to walk again. We can, we can see where the man who laid next to the pool of uh, uh, Bethesda for 38 years is, is now told to just take up your mat and walk and, 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 and sin no more. But we don't see a move of God like this. Come on now where people are coming to say, what must we do to be changed? When, when in Jesus' ministry, we, we can see persecutors coming to say, how dare you say that you are the Son of God? Uh, how dare you forgive on the Sabbath? Uh, how, how dare you free her from her sin? Who are you to free from sin? Who, who are you to say, uh, 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 cast not your own stone because you've got your own stones in your closet? Come on now, we, we can see this in Jesus. Jesus' ministry, but it was the day of Pentecost where we can see salvation coming in to the church. Come on now. We can see where the church grows immediately. We can see how the church prospers in the salvific ministry of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. We can see the boldness of the apostles. He says, go ye into all the world teaching and baptizing them and saving them and commanding them to do as I've commanded you to do. Go into all of the world. We, we can see where uh, Matthew 28 is now. We can see where it's coming into fruition now. We, we can see where that, where that verse is coming in now. We, we can see it now. But here it is. Inspired salvation is not that rough part of ministry. And I don't know if I'm going to preach hard today. I, I'm probably just going to talk to you today because sometimes we need to talk this out and we need to really reason with our method and our means. That day of getting up rebuking folk and yelling at folk and, and, and cursing them out and all that, 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 that day is gone. People want to be inspired to give their life to Christ. Come on now, I, I'm not talking about a trick with a thousand dollar offering. I'm not talking about a trick with a towel. I'm talking about a real testimony that people are able to hear. Come on now, the drug dealer needs to hear another drug dealer that was saved from selling drugs. Uh, the gang leader needs to hear another gang leader being saved from being the gang leader. Come on now, somebody needs to be, somebody needs to hear and inspire inspired story that will lead them to Christ. Come on now, just getting up and rebuking folk and yelling at people and throwing books and all of it, that day is not here. Uh, people want to be ministered to. People want to be led to Christ. Come on now. People don't want to be fussed at and hollered at and, and all of this stuff. And you're making it seem like the preacher is perfect and my family is perfect. And because I've been serving the Lord all of my life, have you been serving the Lord all of your life? Or did you just start the beginning of all of your life three days ago? Because you've been living foul and you've been living phony. But when the power of the Holy Ghost hits your life, it'll tell you and it'll cause you to be real. It'll cause you to be, to, to, to be in a place where you're able to be transformed before those that you're ministering to. We can see Peter. 
Peter's ministry now, he's transformed uh, by his testimony. Come on now. Y'all used to hear it now. Come on now. God will use a testimony before he uses a hoop and a holler and a pick them up and dance and a shuck them a mind, whatever y'all want to say. He looks for the testimony. Peter says, I have nothing else to preach. I, I've ran out of words. I've ran out of Scripture. Oh, my God. Did Pastor G just say he ran out of Scripture? Sometimes Scripture is just not going to be the only thing. I know that Scripture is the foundation. It is the base. It is the pillar. But Scripture needs a testimony to make it become real. Scripture needs a rhema testimony so that people can understand that even the preacher has a story. Even the mother has a story. Even the deacon has a story. Even the choir leader has a story. Come on now. Peter begins to tell his story. Now, I don't know what he told about his story, but I'm pretty sure he had to talk about, I'm just like you. I didn't believe at one time. I didn't trust at one time, but it was out of the saving grace that after I denied Jesus three times, come on now, in his face, I saw him being led to the cross, and I denied him. I saw him being beaten, but I denied him. I saw them beat him and mock him and spit in his face, and I denied him. I went back to fishing. I was satisfied. I was hurting, but Jesus found me one day. I was a wretch undone. I was messed up in my life. My mind was crazy, but Jesus found Peter fishing where he found him the first time, and he said, follow me. He went back and he found Peter fishing. Not only did he find Peter fishing, but he found Peter struggling. He found Peter struggling to get fish. Come on now. Didn't I teach you how to be fishers of men? But because you're in denial, because you're in unbelief, because you're in doubt, you stop believing. Sometimes you got to inspire somebody to be led to Christ. Peter, I believe, has to tell them, Jesus come back and he rescues me. And he asks me three times, do you love me, Peter? Peter begin to testify. He begin to exhort. I know that Jesus is real. I saw the nail print in his hand. I saw the nail print in his feet. I saw the wound in his side. I was able to walk with him. I was able to talk with him. And he walks with me. And he talks with me along life's narrow way. Come on now. He lives. I know he lives. I know he lives because when I was out of my mind, he touched my mind. I know he lives because when I should have been dead, he saved my life. I know he lives. Why? Because when I was down in the pit, he lifted me up and he set me on a rock to stay. I know he lives because in 2016, when my girl had breast cancer and we just didn't know, but we stand here today to say that God lives and that God heals and that God saves, sometimes people need to hear and inspire your testimony that will lead them to the altar of Christ. Sometimes they don't need to be dressed up. Sometimes they don't need to have all of the foolishness on. Sometimes all they need is a simple testimony. Uh, they need a testimony of Peter. Come on now. What did Peter say? Come on now. The power of Pentecost, come on now, is the reflection of our testimony, our personal experience of the miraculous saving power of Jesus Christ. Peter understands 
that preaching is just not going to save them right now. They need to hear my testimony. They need to hear about my walk. They need to hear about my personal, my personal struggle. Come on now. Somebody needs to hear that God can save you in the darkest hours of your life. Come on now. The power of Pentecost is the reflection of our repentance. Come on now. Repentance is a complete turnaround from your sinful ways. Uh, uh, he said, repent. Come on now. Before you can get to Christ, you've got to be able to repent. Uh, you've got to be able to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize. Lord, I ask that you forgive me. Lord, how can I make this right? Lord, what do I need to do to turn around? All you need to do is just say, Lord, forgive me. Repent of your sins and be saved and baptized. But come on now, after they repented, he said, be baptized in Jesus' name, not in your own power, not under your own might. But if you can be baptized in the same name, in the same man that I served, in the same man that I denied, in the same man that I turned my back on, the same man that died, the same man that was resurrected, the same man, oh my God, your life will never be the same. The power of Pentecost is the reflection of repentance, baptism, uh, and then here it is. He says, and after you're baptized, he's just not going to leave you empty, but you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. The power to heal, come on now. The power to save, come on now. That power and that indwelling, oh God, that will keep you all the days of your life. God is a keeper. God is a healer. God is going to be your deliverer. The Holy Ghost will guide. He'll lead. He'll protect. He'll watch over you all the days of your life. Come on now. Now somebody's going to get mad and be like, Grace, you forgot about the speaking in tongues. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Speaking in tongues really is just for you. Come on now. It edifies you. Come on now. But I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost when you ain't got to speak in tongues because some of y'all hide behind your tongues because you ain't really got nothing to say. You ain't got no power to save other people. You ain't got power to speak to a situation that's dead and declare that it should live. The power of the Holy Ghost speaks in English and it'll speak to a dead man and say, get up off your your bed and walk again. It'll speak to a dead marriage and it'll say divorce shall not happen. My marriage shall live. It'll speak to a dead bank account and say, my God, enough is enough. I'm tired of being broke. Today is my day where money shall come into my life. It'll cause you to be bold. It'll cause you to be strong. It'll cause you to stand in the face of the enemy. It'll cause you to draw nearer unto God, inspired salvation brought 3,000 about 3,000 people on one day. Come on now. Come on now. I, I haven't seen where a church right now is bringing 3,000 at one moment, but I believe, oh Rabbi, come on now, that God is going to give us 100 at a moment, that God will give us 20 at one moment. Come on now, because we need to be in a place to handle all those that come. Come on now. And God begin to add to the church inspired salvation is the reflection of your repentance. It is the inspired reflection 
of the baptism. It is the inspired reflection of being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I hear somebody say, well, Pastor G, that they, they told me that, that if, if, if I wasn't baptized in Jesus' name, then I wasn't saved. Let, let me give it to you right here. I want to talk to you right here. Lift up your hands today and say, Lord, I repent. Father, I repent in Jesus' name, and I ask that you fill me with the Holy Ghost. I ask that you fill me after you save me, after you free me. I ask that you fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost, a Holy Ghost that's going to keep me the rest of my life because if I have to keep myself, I'm going to destroy the relationship. I need a keeping Holy Ghost. I need a saving Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost that will deliver me from all of the sin in my life. Come on now. Inspired salvation. Lift up your hands. Come on. Come on now. I, I know, but this is the rock church, and God has given it to me this way. He's given it to me this way. And when I begin to prepare, he said, whatever you do, Teach what I tell you to teach. Keep your eyes and keep your ears closed to whatever you think you should be saying because you want to please everybody else. He said, I have a people that need to hear a story. I was wretched. I was rebellious. I was wrong. I dishonored my mama and my daddy. I did some things in my life that were not right. But when I tell you the power of the Holy Ghost hit me one day, the power of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost where I begin to bless God, where I begin to understand that I don't have to live that way anymore, that I can trust that God will keep me, that I can trust that God will keep me on the road, and I don't have to cheat on my wife. I don't have to lie to my wife because I'm out here sleeping with other women. The power of the Holy Ghost will change your mind. He'll stop you from cussing. He'll stop you from smoking weed. He'll stop you from doing all of the things that come to destroy your call and your assignment. God wants you filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Come on now. I'm not perfect. I still got some issues, but because the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you? Come on now. Once you get it, oh Rabbi, once he fills you, oh Rabbi, you ain't got to say, fill me again. All you got to do is just keep going back and keep going back and living for him. And every time, and every time you enter into his presence, you'll feel the power of the Holy Ghost resting in and through your life. In Jesus' name, it's prayer time. Come on now. Come on, as we transition to worship, come on. I need you to type what you need in the chat so that we can pray for you. I want to be saved. I need to be healed. I need to be delivered. I want to be filled. Come on, say it. Don't be ashamed. We all had to do it. I had to do it. My mama and my daddy. Come on now. Edicini had to do it. Come on now. Don't you be ashamed. Come on, be bold today. Be inspired by this message today that you can be saved and that God can save a community just like he did in Acts 2. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's go right to worship. Come on. The power of inspired salvation. It's time that we take our communion on today as we remember the life of Jesus Christ, that the power of Pentecost. He says, as often 
as you do it. Do it in remembrance of me. On that day, the day of Pentecost, they were all together and suddenly from heaven, like a rushing mighty violent wind, fill the house where they were all sitting. It's in this moment where we just want to simply remember that moment, that we were filled with the power of God. And, and not only that, but we want to, to, to set a place where those who are being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost now, you're being saved and delivered now, that it is because of the broken body of Jesus Christ. His body was broken. He was bruised. He was wounded. He was beaten. You've heard me say it. The cross was not a clean cross. It was a stained cross. Depression, oppression. The stripes that were on his back were on that cross. The blood from those wounds went into that cross. And because his body was broken, we're now able to take part of the body, a body that is whole, a body that represents healing. Father, in Jesus' name, as we break this bread and we bless it, we ask in Jesus' name, you fill us today. And we ask that the message of inspired salvation reach someone eat now in Jesus name poured in the oil and the wine the kind that restoreth my soul he found me bleeding and dying on the Jericho road oh yes he poured in the oil and the wine oh yes he poured in the oil and the wine the kind that restoreth my soul. He found me bleeding and dying on the Jericho road. Oh yes, he poured in the oil and the wine, the blood that he shed on Calvary. It was not fake, it was real. The blood and the water, the washing and the cleansing, the redeeming of my sin. That on the day of Pentecost that we would be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost to save. The Holy Ghost that delivers. Let's partake. I love you, Rock Church. Inspired salvation, you're there today. You want to be able to accept him into your life. I want you to just lift your hands and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I acknowledge that Jesus is my Christ and my Lord. Fill me and make me whole again with the power of the Holy Ghost. I love you, Rock Church. I appreciate, I appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure that you join me. Make sure that if you're well enough, your temperature's under 99.9. You don't have COVID. You're not sick. I'm not touching. We're not laying hands on people. We're going to be socially distancing, but we're coming together for worship and communion tonight. Tonight, 6 p.m. You can see the graphic right there, all of the information. I want to see the Rock Church there. I love you. I appreciate you. And remember that your life matters. Jesus matters. And worship matters all the time. God bless you.